Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A great gust blew the Monkey King away. (laughs) The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. everybody and welcome back to the instance this is the instance podcast for friday april 6th 2018 i'm scott johnson with garrett weinzerpel garrett what's going on happy many release date announcements day happy deckard kane announcement day yeah it's dude. not an april fool's joke this time yeah no kidding I promise it's a big week for uh all things blizzard which we'll, we'll get into in the show but uh, especially World of Warcraft. I, I don't know what happened. We were talking briefly before the show, and maybe we should expand on this a little bit, but PAX East has become uh, quite the staging area for Blizzard in a way that I didn't think would really happen. It seemed to sort of start with a Hearthstone announcement that happened exclusively at PAX East, which was what, 2013? Do I have that right? Uh, 2012? I believe so. Er. I believe it was 2013. Er. I can't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't either. It seems like you should remember, though. You have a podcast about Hearthstone. You I should... am the worst with dates, man. You're not going to ever get an accurate date out of me. Uh, the official release date for Hearthstone itself is March 11, 2014. So, yeah, I'm going to say beta was about a year. 2013 was when it was announced. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. And that was a big. That was kind of a surprise that they would do. Well, the game itself was a big surprise, but it was a surprise that they would use that as the venue uh many of us were scratching our heads going well wait isn't this more like a this is like a blizzcon thing isn't it wouldn't you do it there and sure enough that following blizzcon we got the announcement uh hold on that would have been 20 was that 14 oh i may be a year off it was blizzcon 2014 i think where we got overwatch announced and uh and that seemed right like oh yeah of course you do it here at your big flagship event and and make a big deal out of it but I used to be in the headspace that anything Blizzard was going to announce of any significance would always happen at BlizzCon, and that's not true anymore. Like we get stuff kind of throughout the year. I know there've been there's been examples in the past of like France or the international or stuff like that, but you know, still a little bit. Yeah, they've actually they've announced a good amount of stuff uh, in Europe and Asia. Wasn't Diablo three announced not in the states? That was a European event. Yeah, I think that was France, and I think it was oh seven. Yeah, and, and Mr. Pandaria was announced in China, I believe. Yeah, I remember being really, um, I remember being really pissed. Or actually, this was kind of a turning point for Blizzard, it turns out. But because I've heard about stuff internally where they they basically swore they were never going to do what they did with Diablo three again, which is announce it as far back as 07 and not release it until twenty twelve. That that particular sort of early announcement and then release cycle was hard on them from a PR perspective. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, you know, that thing launched with auction house stuff and other issues that were just on the periphery a little bit weird. The online all the time thing still wasn't really a thing in 2012, so people were upset about that. 
Error 37 at launch, all that stuff. Mm. So I think it kind all of, of us bit thinking them. the auction house was a good idea. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah, that's genius. Why didn't they do this before? Oh, yeah. wait, it ruins the game. I was like, oh, yeah, it sucks. It turns out we thought it was going to be good, but guess what? It sucks is what it does. <laughs> but it uh, uh, kind of kills the loot grind. Yeah, it totally does. does. It ruined the, ruined the game in a lot of ways for a lot of people, but they fixed all that, and that's great. But I don't think they want to do that kind of anticipation chain again and so what we've seen since then is they're well in development in a game like hearthstone or a game like overwatch uh so when they announce it they it's like okay and we'll be in alpha this summer and then a release the following year or something like that like it's a much more manageable sort of thing they just have to be a lot more secretive about it so uh my point being they don't always save that anymore for blizzcon and it's yeah this week was a big Big, big week for for Blizzard. Like, I would have, in the Heroes uh, arena, for example, I would have said that there's no way they ever announced Deckard Kane as a hero if it isn't at BlizzCon. Like, that just completely blew my mind. I don't know why. It's he not felt, that big a deal. He felt but. like a BlizzCon hero. When we had um, a couple devs on for the 200th of Into the Nexus, uh, they, they talked about how there are certain heroes that are BlizzCon heroes. Yeah. And those get worked on for a while, and they, they hold them, and and and... That surprised me. I just assumed it was Blizzard. When it's done, they put it out. If it's not done, they hold it. Yeah. Listen, I got it. It's all in my head. The lights in the arena go down. And then you hear the voice of Deckard Kane go, stay a while and listen. And the crowd loses their minds. Now, maybe they, I don't know. I missed, I was doing a show, so I missed the actual live packs thing. Uh, no fanfare. Okay. See, that sucks. No. That blows. <laughs> I think you should give, that guy deserves all the fanfare ever in the history of the world. That being said, I'm not sure Decker Kane should come out to uh, you know Iron Maiden level pyrotechnics. I'm not sure that's on on brand. <laughs> John Cena style uh, stage <laughs> entrance. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Decker Kane. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I mean, that's the kind of hype I feel for him. So I'm a little bummed about that, but still, it's kind of a big deal. So I have some theories about what that means for BlizzCon, um, and I'll I'll say it here. We have a ton of wow stuff to get into, folks. So so hold on to your butts. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Patrick's on assignment to help a baby go to sleep and uh, Terpster might be here. He may show up. Uh, so just to let you know about that. All right. So here's the deal. I think that this, this clears the way for BlizzCon uh, potentially being a, one of the biggest yet in terms of announcements. And so here's what we have brewing. You've got a, a wow expansion, which we got a release date for now and it's well out of the BlizzCon window. So, wow is is out of the way for blizzcon i mean there'll be wow stuff certainly but the expansion will be out we'll be playing it for a few months and you know there's nothing really to do at blizzcon on stage other than say hope everyone's enjoying it got some cool panels planned but wow is covered take a look at the next raid on this panel <laughs> yeah Enjoy. that's exactly it then you've got uh you know, possibly some heroes announcements, whatever, and but they'll be small. You'll have Hearthstone announcements. They'll probably be small. Maybe they'll do like a, you know, a hint at the next expansion or even announce the next expansion. But, you know, it's the cycle of Hearthstone. Whatever it's going to be, it'll be. And then there's huge swath of space for something bigger. And, you know, maybe Overwatch has some big crazy announcement. Battle Royale, 100 Junkrats enter, one leaves or something. <laughs> I don't know. No. I, well... You say no, but part of me kind of wants to try that, you know? I kind of want to see what that would be. It's just because um, you junk rat. So I think that the room, there's been, it's been too long since we've seen all these weird Diablo uh, 
job openings and hirings and them not saying anything about what any of those are and not making any kind of announcements toward a, a fourth Diablo or anything in that, in that IP. So my, my, I've said this last year too. So, so just take this as whatever small grain of salt you want. But Scott thinks that, that, uh, this is your Diablo for a year. And if it's not, then potentially it's one of these incubator teams that have been quietly whittling away on something rad behind the scenes and nobody knows what it is yet. We may get our first big new announcement uh, at the at the show as well. So any thoughts? Do you think any of that holds water? Like it just feels like everybody's kind of moved out of the way to make room for something, you know, something huge. Uh, yeah. I mean, we could also just have another quiet BlizzCon. That's that's completely possible it's been a while since we had a geek is year uh oh my gosh dude 2010 <laughs> was the geek is year never forget so that uh yeah. that could uh that could happen yeah um but yeah i mean at this point i'm just gonna keep yelling you know it's diablo's year until it finally is diablo's year because it just seems like it's time it's yeah. time for some more diablo sure i'm ready for I it i mean i'm 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 personally i'm like I'm Jones for some more StarCraft. Can we get some more StarCraft in here? Because it's been longer since Wings of Liberty's release since than Diablo 3's release. Yeah. So can we get something new in the StarCraft universe that isn't just uh esports, please? What, what was uh Wings of Liberty? 2010, right? Then two years later, Diablo. Yeah, that was the release thing. And that was and then 2012, if you remember, was no no BlizzCon at all that year. Uh, which will you know likely never do again. Although, okay, here's another thing for you. Normally we would have heard by now the dates and stuff for this year like we would have had some indication uh, yeah it would have it was two weeks ago last year yeah so that, here's uh, i'm not saying this is going to happen and i i hope it doesn't because i enjoy blizzcon quite a bit uh, but everybody's like oh well with the esports thing you're never going to not have a blizzcon again it'll never not happen again it's just esports is too big blah, blah, blah. and i agreed until they went and bought themselves an arena and started doing all of the proper seasonal stuff Outside of BlizzCon, if we get at BlizzCon, at the most you get basically games that are non-consequential. They're just uh, what do you call that? Uh, exhibition games. So world, the World Cup thing isn't for huge amounts of money or any kind of like I've, thing. It's a Pro Bowl, is what it is. It's it's half and half. Uh, you get StarCraft Finals, you get Heroes Finals, yeah, uh, and then Hearthstone and Overwatch are exhibition. Yeah, but couldn't they just they could do all of them? throughout the year and they kind of are like i i don't know there's no reason hgc has to end at blizzcon i'm not saying i don't want it to i want it to i want to be there for it i want that to happen i just i look at the faces of our of, of our people that we know at blizzcon and i can tell sometimes that they're just like it's like blizzcon all the time <laughs> like every minute of their day is is blizzcon for 365 days and they start the pattern over again yeah, I'm actually really happy that they've started to break out some of the esports finals. Yeah. Uh, first of all, for Hearthstone, it's just better. Yeah. Uh, it's now synced up with the with the expansion releases. Like we have our our Hearthstone finals actually in the beginning of the new year because right. we've now had time for the third and final expansion of the Hearthstone year to to run its course. Right. Um, I like that a lot, and also just as a as now a, a habitual bliss kind of attendee it's very nice to not be like oh i need to go see this i need to go see that and it, I, it's still like that but it's just it's been removed just a little bit it's yeah. like okay i don't need to worry about the hearthstone finals i'm sure it's very fun over there but it's not important <laughs> i don't have to see it well i have the i have that thing happen every year which is 
everyone at home watching it on the virtual ticket is actually watching BlizzCon, and I'm doing a very different thing. Like, I can't. It's impossible to actually consume all the panel content you want, all of the stuff you want to see. Like, I barely made it to every corner of the floor last year. It was so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, for, for for me, it's turned into party and get interviews. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's BlizzCon for me. Yeah. <clears throat> you go, you see your friends, you hang out, you have some fun. You can do some interviews. Last year, you and I got to do a couple of panels. So that was added a whole nother layer of whatever. And then, you know, when the thing's done. <laughs> it's like Sunday. And you're like, well, all right. See you guys <laughs> See you guys next year. Like, I don't know. It's just, a, it's crazy. There's a lot of theories going around that they're maybe, you know, talking about a third day. But they've been, people have been rumoring that since 2008. So I don't I think, I don't think Blizzard's so doing So okay that. with that. I'd be great, <laughs> but there's no way they're doing it. I predict them. I'm predicting it right now. The, it this thing rips them all a new butthole work wise <laughs> it is really is a ton of work because they do most of the, the of the themselves they don't sub most of what they do out they do it as a company and i and it just th- a third day i think is asking them to have a rough time <laughs> i recently uh i recently was playing uh, a non-blizzard game with a, a blizzard employee friend of mine uh and he informed me that this is his year off for blizzcon he's, he's not required to work blizzcon this year and you would have thought that he won the lotto oh in the, the tone in his voice i'll bet yeah there were uh we didn't see holinka last year who was most recently and famously uh in charge of the pvp side of wow and I was like, "Hey, dude, you're gonna be around. We'll, we'll hang out." And he goes, "Nope, <laughs> I'm on. I'm out of here." And so he got to take the whole thing off. Part of that's because he's on a new. He's on one of those incubator projects now that no one knows about. So there's nothing to announce, nothing to be on the panel for, nothing to talk about. So why be there and be tempted to have somebody squeeze something out of you at the bar or whatever? So uh, that kind of made sense to not see him and Corey and some of those other guys. But yeah, dude, if I, uh, I mean, I just, I know what it takes to run a big messy thing and it's hard and it wears you out and at their scale, it must be nightmarish. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, I did a convention for a hundred people and it was in complete insanity. I can't imagine scaling that thing up to almost 30,000 and every stage has to look like, uh, again, second reference to this band, an Iron Maiden concert. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this year we'll get actual Iron Maiden. Maybe they'll come out and be the band this oh year. Lord, that Can would be awesome. Run for the hills. Uh, anyway, we'll see how that all pans out. It is time for us to dig deep all the way up to our elbows in World of Warcraft stuff. Check this out. All right, we have a release date. I don't remember what we predicted on the show, but it's sooner than I think any of us thought. It is August 14th, 2018. I don't remember any guesses. I think Terpster may have said... We may have said something like, we wish it was summer. We hope it's summer. I thought September, October. Uh, yeah, that's where my brain... Like, if I could choose it for myself, it would have been midsummer. Sure. Uh, but my realistic brain was telling me September, possibly October. Yeah, like right, usually right before BlizzCon or right after, or maybe sometimes during. Sometimes it's the week of. Like, they, they've, that's been the consistent thing for release dates for, for these expansions. And they're going to they're gonna beat their their previous record i think by having it out a little bit earlier than usual august 14th 2018 and uh here's the collector's edition if that is your spin if that's what you like to do with your life boy if i got good news for you another collector's edition another space taken up on your shelf 99 bucks it'll set you back and i'm guessing some somewhat limited quantities like always so you probably want to get on that as soon as you can 
Horde and Alliance double-sided Mark of Allegiance. This is this uh, two-sided emblem metal, almost like a challenge coin, but kind of like this thing, but big. And uh, on one side, you got the, the lion. The other side, you got the Horde crap. So that's pretty cool. Solid uh, death swag. Yeah, dude. I can I prefer that I think over um I don't know. What do they usually do? I'm trying to think what's the what's the usual like uh fancy thing that's uh, a mouse pad and an art book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny. Actually, I mean, you and I like the art books, but uh yeah, I I I used to buy the collector's editions uh religiously. Uh when they went up 20 bucks, it fi- I finally said, "Nope." Too much. I'll buy the art book on eBay. And there's no art book this time, so I'm definitely out. Yeah, that's a bummer, isn't it? Huh. I didn't realize yeah, that wasn't in there. You're who, right. Like, I take great pride in my collection of Lizard Art Books. There's there's not one this time, and uh, that bums me out. So I got this I got this one late, but I got this Legion one here, and I just... It has art book, right? It's in here. Yeah, there it is. Uh, every single WoW Collector's Edition so far has had... Actually... Every Blizzard collector's edition so far is that in an art book. I've got my uh, where is it? right here. Look at that. This thing. is terrible for an audio show. Yeah. I've got my my Wings of Liberty art book signed by the whole. Oh, look at that, Star dude! That's awesome. Yeah, that's what this one is. Every Wow Dev signed this thing, and it's awesome, and I love it, and I'll probably never open it. Mm. Well, I guess yeah, the I only have one I can it, read but... is uh, is Samwise. That's the only that's the only uh, <laughs> autograph I can actually make out. There's somebody on here named Kenny. I got that one. <laughs> he, uh, is that the is Kenny from the Hearthstone team? <laughs> I don't know. It just says Kenny. Actually, it says Kenny G, which I don't think it's the saxophone player from the eighties. <laughs> I could be wrong on that. Um, oh, that's fantastic. David Rutledge. His his is spelled out pretty good. Uh, somebody wrote <clears throat> somebody wrote Warcraft on it. <laughs> good. A well couple, done. A couple of Johns. I mean, there's a few I can see. Disty. I don't know who Disty is, but uh, there you go. And John Yang. I mean, Those are the names I can read. Uh, hold on to that, uh, Scott, because getting an autograph from Mr. Warcraft himself is very rare. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't come out much. He's a kind of keeps to himself kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's what else you get. You get the hardcover double-sided book, edge, uh, uh, Elegy and Good and Sorry, and a Good War. This is a limited edition hardback. Collects two new World of Warcraft novellas depicting the burning of Tedrasil, Teldrassil rather, uh, from the points of view of the Alliance and the Horde. Each story includes uh, original artwork exclusive to that edition, written by Christy Golden and Robert Brooks. Uh, still not an art book, which bums me out, uh, but I'm sure it's a fine read. Uh, digital versions uh, of... Were, oh, yeah, There were some mentions on Twitter that there's quite a bit of new original art in the book itself. Yeah. Uh, since they're they're shorter stories but uh, i'm sure it still won't be as much as a full-fledged art book yeah it's not every page Here, check out this rad art which is what they have been in the past i don't know you and i are a little biased in this regard probably most people don't care as much but i like those art books a lot uh digital versions of the same book without the exclusive artwork will also be able to uh, read online later this year so that stuff will be available for others and battle for azeroth digital soundtrack each collector's edition contains a key not a CD anymore. We're done. That's it. No more I, plastic circles, dude. None. I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> I am too. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to twenty. I don't know. Two thousand nine, as far as I'm concerned. I, that's pretty I, much the last time I bought a physical CD. So I just uncovered a box of uh, a bunch of my old CDs. I'm like, what do I even do with this? Probably. You know what you should do. All right. Here's what you do. You you convert anything you want to keep. Right. 
Like I've already done that. Okay, that, so that's, that's that's what that's why those ended up in a box in the first place was back in uh, 2005 when I got my first iPod. So do you did you convert them to uh, uh, you know nice high high stuff like 320 kpbs that kind of stuff or are they mm-hmm. like okay. as a matter of fact uh, that's what i've done with every wow soundtrack i've gotten out of collector's editions okay good all right so nice nice high bit rate that's good then i would just take all that stuff to uh like a record store that because the ones that still exist you get some money out of that they'll give you like uh i don't know some kind of cash or sign a bunch of them and se- sell them to, to the uh angry chicken audience well, I hope they like pop punk and ska. <laughs> oh yeah, you're one of those '90s kids. I always forget. Hey, uh, without, I don't really forget. Your hair reminds me every time I see it. Uh, what else? This? Is, oh yeah, so you can download that crap, and no longer are you getting a disc, which is a little bit weird. So I don't know what the decision was there, but I do like this. Uh, I like the coin. I want that thing pretty bad, but I don't think I want it enough to. Uh, Shell out the 99. We'll see. What ends up happening, kind of like this Legion one, is one of them will just show up one day and I won't I won't have to get it. <laughs> oh, that must be nice, I mean, Scott. I'm not trying mm. to be, like, that sounds mm. lame, and it is lame, but it's... Not so humble brag. <laughs> I mean, that one, get, this was a gift from Liam O'Brien. He was very sweet, too. Oh, you know. yeah. Oh, that, it's just getting humbler as you speak. Yeah, but... Why this was just a gift from the voice of Illidan himself. Yeah, you know? Tri- tripping over. I'm his just, name. I'm just an, I'm just a normal <laughs> Warcraft fan like you who are not friends with Illidan. All right, I realize how it sounds as as you're saying. You're you're making good <laughs> points. You're making good points. Yeah, uh, I already, uh, I already bought myself the digital collectors. I wasn't going to do it, but then I saw that damn Hearthstone card back, and I had to have it. Yeah, here's Illidan, by the way. Hello, nerds. That's uh, that was back in Nerdtacular 2015. You were there. I was. Uh, let's uh, talk about the highlights at launch. This is a lot of stuff we already know, but they reiterated a ton of this on stage. Dark Iron Dwarves and Magar Orcs will be the first two allied races or two new allied races. Um, by the way, throwing a, I'm finding a lot of emails of people saying, "How come the Alliance is getting all the new races and the Horde isn't?" They're confusing the word allied with alliance. Uh, oh yeah. yeah i'm like what are you talking about there each time we've gotten some we've gotten one for each yeah i i, I mean to me it seemed or obvious two for each. i think they're just confused by the wording so yes if anyone out there is still confused allied does not mean alliance even though alliance is another version of the word allied <laughs> i mean they're kind of uh, synonymous but uh allied races are for both uh factions of course and you'll get them like that so, for example, those Magar Orcs and the Dark Iron Dwarves, Dwarves being Alliance, Orcs being Horde, um, you play through the uh, the war campaign at release and unlock them. So that's when you're going to get those. Uh, they also confirmed that the Colterans and the Zandalari Trolls will come later in the expansion. They will not be there day one. Lame. So I agree. They're the ones I want the most. <laughs> They're the only races I care about. I want fat humans and upright trolls. That's it. That's what I want. Yep. Yep. That's I, this... I have always wanted brown orcs, but sure, not compared to uh, the going to be the tallest race in the game of of uh, upright trolls <laughs> and pirate humans. Yes, I want pirate humans, fat pirate humans. Like that's what I'm into. I'm into fat pirate humans. I'm actually just into humans that don't look stupid. And no offense, Alliance, you've always looked kind of dumb. You just have. Your humans have always looked a little dumb, even with the complete redos that happened in. Uh, uh, when did we get the new stuff? I guess it was Warlords. 
That was uh, Warlords. As long as you weren't a blood elf, then you had to wait like another half year. Yeah, and even then, I'm still not sure they looked that great. But anyway, the point is that the the, the humans just always have looked stupid since launch day in 2004, and I still think they look stupid today. They just look dopey and out of place, and they in a dance, they'd be sitting in the corner going, man, I sure hope that girl walks over here. Like, they just look terrible to me. <laughs> <laughs> A very specific uh, reference there, Scott. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but I would, uh, I would really like it to to be able to play these right away. But whatever, I guess you know they can't give us everything at once, and we'll have to wait a little while to get the the proper cool races in the game. Although Dark Iron Dwarves are really rad, I'm I'm jealous of those since I don't really have much going on in the Alliance side. I'm not sure how much of those I'll see right away, but uh, I'll take the orcs for now. But anyway, Kul uh, Kul and Zandalari at some point. In the uh, in the run of the expansion, they say later that didn't they didn't specify what that means. Another round of realm connections is coming, so they are all about uh, consolidating realms. Some people hear that and go, "Oh, the player base is shrinking." I would actually say, "No, they're just you know, they're just getting efficient with this stuff, and we're already you know, if you and I, it's imp- it's it's entirely possible." That you and I could be out playing, doing something, and we would run into friends of ours from a whole different server because all that stuff's meshed together now anyway. So to you, it may as well be like, I don't know, what's it like? It's like ESO's, Elder Scrolls Online's uh, one Tamriel thing where it's just one big fat world. I think there, I think mm-hmm. we're heading there. I think that's what Blizzard ultimately wants on this in this game. Anyway. Yeah, I think eventually that's that's a good place to go. I mean, it, it, I really like uh, the realm meshing. Uh, I mean, for me, at least how I've noticed it, it seems like cool. Now, when I level an alt, there's actually people in the zone I'm going through. Uh, but when I'm playing current content, it's mostly people from my server. Yeah, same. That's usually what I do. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else we got? Oh, pre-expansion patch will include content in Darkshore that tells the backstory of the burning of te- uh, of Teldrassil. So you're going to learn all that shite then? Some of the, that stuff. The, the spoilers leaked, we've gotten so far, they better be red herrings. They better yeah. be red herrings. I do not I do not like what has been spoiled so far. I don't either, dude. I mean, maybe that stuff is red herrings cuz they we know they plant some of that stuff and Yeah, I mean there was that big um like straight up lie in the alpha for Legion about what was happening in High Mountain. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a there's a good chance some of this stuff is hokey. But I think this is Ian. This is Hazakostas at his best. I think he likes he. We can see it in his eye. He likes to like screw with us a little bit. <laughs> He's like, "You're eating this up. You yeah. think we're just gonna make the horde straight up bad guys?" Yeah, and you can't do that. Like you can't do that. I understand the alliance is like, "Oh, sure you can," but uh, uh-uh. no, sir, no, thank you. I don't think we just go over there and burn that thing down, and it's that simple, and we're horrible, and we're just evil. Nope, nope. I believe in my. Hairy, ugly races. <laughs> that being said, um, yeah. if this turns out to be true, it's going to be riots. Oh, dude. It's going to be riots you in know, game. People are going to lose it. Complete freak out from Horde players. There's no Rawr, way. alliance bias. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the Hamburglar does that, I think? Uh, I, I, uh, I take it from any angry mob in South Park, but sure. Okay. Sure. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> Is that the times what I'm thinking of? Yeah, the hamburglar. He'd come steal your hamburgers and make that noise as he ran away. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's my childhood. Who knows? That's just the noise that your stomach makes after you eat a McDonald's hamburger. Oh my gosh, I made a huge mistake. It was my daughter's birthday yesterday, and we went to uh, this Mexican place that she wanted to go to. And uh, she had some friends and some cousins and stuff. And my wife's out of town, so it's just me and my daughter. My daughter's and Nick's out of town, too. So it was just us. 
And I got there and I hadn't eaten all day because I was thinking, man, I'm just going to save some room for this Mexican food and it's going to be great. We get there and no one told me, but they have this huge salsa bar with like 100 million salsa types and then all the chips you can eat. Tons of it, like just walls of it. And uh, boy, that was a that was a terrible mistake I've made. I just nom nom nom. I ate so much of that stuff that today I just feel like a bloated horse who is probably going to explode at some point, and no one's going to want to be around me for the next six hours. So there you go. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we are many states away. <laughs> You're happy to be in Florida today. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I knew as I was doing it too. I'm like, I'm eating too much. What am I doing? Slow down, Scott. It's not a lot of acid on a stomach, on an empty stomach. Oh my gosh. That's going to kill me anyway. Whatever. (laughs) Remember me while I, while I was alive, everybody. All right. Moving on. Speaking of dramatic events, (laughs) uh, apparently we're getting more of those, uh, two and a half D animated features about the burning of Teldrassil. Yeah. How you feel about those? Those are always kind of cool. Well, I really like them. The art style is great. I loved the stuff they did leading up to Legion uh, with Cadgar. Uh, it was actually it was the coolest stuff they did with Cadgar because once we got into Legion, he was a total goofball, and they removed all his epic. Yeah, shit wizard is what he became after that. <laughs> as you, as you like to say, <laughs> we love calling him the shit wizard. But it, uh, no, yeah, like that stuff was awesome. The stuff for uh, uh, for warlords was really cool. Um, they started all this, I guess, back with Pandaria, right? With uh, yes. What was that? Yeah. The monkey. Oh, the Monkey King thing I played at the top of the show. This thing. Yeah, you a had great a, gust blew the Monkey King away. That's a Lore Walker Cho telling us a sweet tale. It is. It is. Oh, that one was absolutely gorgeous. They had all those like brush pen yeah. animatics. Yeah, it was really awesome. I oh, love everything. We, all their animation teams are just so awesome at Blizzard. Everybody. I know I've spent most of my life saying, can we go back to Lich King? Now? <laughs> can we go back to Pandaria? Can I we do that? I loved Pandaria. I loved it. Listen, I know I've said it on the show many times, and I don't want to overdo it, but it's maybe my most, it may not be my favorite expansion. It's my most fondly thought of. Yeah. We should probably just not go back anywhere because when we do, it's not that great, whether it's Old World and Cataclysm or a a rendition of Outland and Warlords. But, well, we're going to do it because if we're going to go level these other heroes, we got to go to the scaled zones, and that's one of them. So, that is true. You may go in there. You could just boost them. I guess you could boost them. That's 60 bucks a pop, man. Oh, you mean you don't you don't get free boost from Liam O'Brien? No, I don't. He doesn't send them to your house. Doesn't just show up in the mail. (laughs) Free boost, Scott. Here you go for no reason. Have this. I wish sixty bucks a pop is still too much. I think this game yells, "You are prepared," and pelts you in the head with a code. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know that they don't want people to to run wild with it, but I think like twenty five. That should be the price. Sixty is crazy. I feel like they're under forty. Has to be under forty, uh, and it, it's enough that I won't do it a ton, but I wouldn't feel terrible for doing it. Yeah, sixty just feels like they don't want you to do it because it's so high. And if you do, well, then you're a sucker, you know. And I've done it. I'm a sucker. I've done it once, twice. Maybe. I have to. Twice. I have to. Twice. Yeah. And I have I've done a lot more uh, server transfers and faction swaps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to be all alliance all the time, and then more and more just and you, made the horde my home yeah you you had you came to your senses is what you did sorry i like to stir up a little listen we got battle for azeroth coming we have to stir up some alliance v horde business it's been a while on the show I'm, since we could really do that i might start alliance in this expansion <laughs> the 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 way that they're listen my first tune ever was was a night elf yeah. i have very fond memories of leveling out on teldrassil and the fact that 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 ish is getting burnt 
Yeah. It's it's stirring something in me I forgot was there. Well, my, my night elf, my inner night elf is coming out, Scott. And well, go, y'all are going to have to pay. Go fire him up. I kind of wish we were on uh, Suramar because I got a I got a night elf uh, hunter over there named Roy. Three letters. Roy. <laughs> like it's impossible to even do that in the game now. You can't have a three letter name. It's just impossible. On any server, I guarantee, you couldn't come up with a three letter combo that somebody hasn't either already taken or Blizzard hasn't you know crossed out or whatever. I bet you could, as long as it doesn't actually spell anything pronounceable. <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted to go like get Roy, uh, faction change him. Oh, then no. I could. I, well, then I'd lose the name, wouldn't I? You still lose the name. Well, I mean, if you stayed on the same server, I don't believe you would. If I move servers, though, I'm going to lose that name. If you move servers, there's an extremely high chance that someone on Earthen Ring is named Roy. So fingers crossed that they get all this, like, single realm business worked out so that all names are everywhere and I can just play Roy. That'd be great. I think you should level an alliance tune. You think so? I think I think you should you should dip your toe in. Well, I've done and, that, but uh, I've done... I've got, like, a... I don't know. I've got some dwarf somewhere that's, like... Yeah, he's probably parked at 60. I don't think I've touched him since vanilla or maybe BC, but yeah, maybe. I know there's a lot Lions. of cool stuff over there, sure. Yeah, Lions Towns are so cool, man. I love it. For nothing else, it's for, it's for the architecture. Sure. What we should do is just get really overpowered horde characters and go wipe out these towns you're talking about. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. I'm always down for a good uh, capital raid. Good. Oh, I miss those days, too. They used to have real rewards for that. Like, well, I guess you still can do the things, but like the bear mount. Yeah, you, you used get to the get. black war bear. Yeah, I love um, that. Hey, do you remember when uh, when uh, town guards didn't net you and it was actually fun to PvP in town? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, now they net you and you basically instantly die. Yeah, they're bastards. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, we know more about the Heart of Azeroth. You know, the new the neck piece that's replacing your your uh, weapon deal. Yes. It's where yes. you're going to put all your Azeroth. A lot Azerite. of people split on this. I'm, I'm all for this. I, I, I miss getting new weapons as loot. I am too. I don't. I don't need. I mean, you can. The nice thing is, everything you've unlocked, everything you've achieved, all your alternate looks and feels to all of the uh, all of your legendary weapons you've got. Not legendary. What are they called? I've already forgotten. What are they called right now? Your weapons. Artifacts. Uh, artifact weapons. weapons. Jeez, the name wouldn't come to me. Uh, the, it all moves forward with uh, you know, swapping it out, making whatever you want to look like whatever, like. It's no big deal. The game supports a really awesome system for that now. So you can keep your weapon forever, really. You just have better stats every time you get a new one and then just make it look like the one you're, you you miss so bad. So if it has to look like that dumb hunter rifle, great. You're you're good. If it has to look like... Uh, uh, what's the, who, who's No one has Gorhal. Uh, or do they? No. No, I don't believe Gorhal is or, an Gorhal. Gorhal. <laughs> That's the sound Bo makes when, I, when we do Gor. <laughs> uh what's the who who uh what is uh, what was a uh, variance two blade thing i forgot what's called Li- uh, lion's fang two, uh, yeah what's a wait what's it called what'd you call it it's called lion's fang isn't it no that's not it oh no that's um that's that's from old school warcraft that's warcraft one stuff it's the oh my gosh my brain uh t- twin blades terry i have no idea what it's called but anyway the point is <laughs> The point is, uh, Chalamet, Chalamet, Chalamet. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, you, that thing, (laughs) that thing, you want to still look like that? You can, whatever you want to do, you you can do it. Okay. So just don't worry about it. Transmog is your friend and I'm not having a problem with this at all. But anyway, the heart of Azeroth, it's the next slot. 
It's that little artifact. It's basically your new artifact weapon. It's going to sit there on your neck. You're going to wear it. And uh, you, you need to get Azerite to empower it. And you're going to be able to gain that stuff all over the place. Uh, in specific, here's where you're going to get it. Nodes, chests, creatures, quest givers, bosses, island expeditions, war fronts. And then they say more. Hmm. I wonder what more. Yeah, it sounds like just about everything. It's just about everything yeah. the game is going to be giving you. Well, it's like artifact power now, right? Like in just about anything that dies or falls or breaks, you can get Azerite or you get uh, artifact out of it. <coughs> yeah, every quest yeah, has artifact know. power. Like it's ridiculous. Um, but it sounds like, yeah. Uh, the, hey, guess what? There'll be Azerite in the video game is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's basically giving you like little mini talent trees, uh, unlocking it on piece, certain pieces of armor. So do you, after kind of reviewing all of this, do you feel pretty good about their direction they're going with this? Do you think it's a good, not replacement, but a good evolution of the artifact system? Uh, yes. I mean, if it, personally, I'm, I'm not thrilled with the artifact system. I don't, I don't like the, the endless grind that is artifact power. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't do much for me because it kind of seems like it's so endless. It's like, well, why, why even bother? I mean, if I'm raiding, clearly I should because it helps my stats quite a bit, but right, right. Um, there's something something to me just like i don't i don't know for for me end game wow has always just been about the, the gear collecting and uh, i enjoy that grind and something about just an endless number needing to get bigger doesn't do much for me yeah i kind of that way as well i, I prefer milestone type goals where you know the goal is clear and you can get there and that's how it is in the early goings but at the end of the end times of legion you're just piling numbers on numbers it's just in the billions and you're just like oh here's a here's a stone that six months ago gave me 300 artifact power now for some reason it gives me eight billion so that's sweet <laughs> and i'll just, right, I'll just right. throw that it in just, here and i don't know it's just this big relative number growth which which really probably is the main reason we're not seeing these weapons carry forward because it's just too weird right now it's just those numbers are insane and it starts right. to seem I mean, like they, they could do a, a squish. I mean, they have, they have certainly made peace with squishing in uh, in World of Warcraft. But they, they yeah, have. I mean, but if, in this if case, you're going to keep it. I'm glad it's going to a, a like a non visual piece of of uh, of armor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the 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 little miniature talent tiers they, they do look interesting. Mm -hmm. I, like what you're going to be able to get out of this looks fun. I hope it just doesn't become this endless uh, number pit though at the at the top end. Yep. Uh, it says gaining uh, enough Azerite eventually levels up the artifact and unlocks four tiers of traits uh, on your head, shoulders, and chest armors or items. Each tier has options that either empower spells and abilities or slash abilities, grants temporary buffs or survivability traits. You can also choose a single option from each tier as you unlock them. Uh, empowering your heart of Azeroth will, will also come with visual upgrades and item level increases. So kind of everything you thought it would do. Um, yeah, and this is all alpha test too. Like, there's only one piece of armor I think per gear class right now that you can mess around with on the alpha. Yeah. Um. So who knows if the talents are final? Uh, it looks like right now once you pick a talent, it's like permanent, and I don't believe anyone's found a way to undo it and pick a different talent at sure. a certain tier. Sure. Uh, I can't imagine that's going to be the way it is when it goes live. Yeah. Some are some are saying it's a little lackluster right now because again, it's one piece. It's a it's a one ten chess piece currently. So yeah. the talent yeah. options are a little limited, but um, 
hey, it's alpha. It's, you know, we right. That. We're still in the very early stages. There are straight up bridges that you just fall through if you try to walk over them right. in, the, in the alpha build right now. So yeah, uh, I, th- I think this is going to get significantly more fleshed out. So from PAX, there's a bunch of uh, outlets, media outlets who have been playing the beta or the alpha on, on uh, you know, there because they've got playable versions of the game and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, the thing that I'm hearing the most about is island expeditions now i already thought that those that that was probably going to be my most anticipated feature of the game at least mechanically i i love the idea of kind of randomization and uh content that is that is uh you can do over basically diabloing up my wow experience a little bit and uh and making it varied and, and freshing it with different randomizations and that sort of stuff and it sounds like island expeditions by all accounts is really cool and a great way to uh to 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 move through content and gain progression that isn't just grinding dungeons that we've been doing since 2007 you know like a a a real alternative uh that's actually really fun and so i'm so happy to hear that i was reading some kotaku thing and something on pc gamer or something and they were all just raving about this saying how much cooler it is than you think to me it sounds like like my hope for it is that I get out of it what I wanted out of scenarios. Like yeah. I was really excited for scenarios and then they came and I did not like them at all. <laughs> like they they did not they did not scratch the itch I thought they were going to. Um and it sounds like on paper that that the island expeditions are going to be giving me that. Well, I mean, uh the pro- the the problem with the scenarios was it was like watching a 2-minute you know, short film. You yeah, go, but you go in, really lame with bad animation. Yeah, really lame, bad animation. <laughs> they don't really, you know, it's not the polished experience you get from the rest of the game. But also, once you've seen it, you're done. Like, you don't want to go back there and ever do that again. There's nothing mechanically about it that's interesting, or nothing varies from time to time in there. It's The variation would only be, does your team suck so bad that you somehow don't finish a scenario? Right, which which isn't any different from Dungeons, which uh, is just odd. It was thing. just like scenarios were just so stripped down yeah. that I, I had did not want to go back to them. I like them as interstitial moments in the game proper, like, and that's what they've kind of done with them. Like I, I say, from Warlords forward, you've seen what was what was being done in those scenarios is just now integrated into the questing. It's like, oh, here's a point where everything disappears around me, and it's just me and so and so going on a quick little two-man run through this village to do a bunch of stuff and and have some dialogue and and a quick interaction with the boss and then kill it you basically ran a a scenario the difference was <clears throat> you didn't queue up for three other people to do it right yeah Le- the, the the tech has evolved in a great way in legion uh invasions for example you know once you once yeah. you do enough legion invasion that you can do the final part of it you're basically in a scenario with a few other players yeah that's exactly it so i think they've moved that stuff forward in a, in a smart way and i'm glad the old way is gone but this seems more like, like sure, I'll go to the same island again, but structures are in different places. The AI opponents are completely different this time than they were last time. Um, objectives have all been switched up. Uh, you know where you go and when you do it is all different. Like it's it's like a randomized dungeon, and if it's as good as people are saying, and at least initially, I mean, we'll see. Some of, like you say, some of this stuff seems really super cool on top, and then you do it three times you're like okay I'm, i think i'm good maybe maybe this will last beyond that and i really hope so because by far at the end, last year at blizzcon it was easily my favorite stuff anyone was talking about really yeah. really really stoked about it and now even more so because people seem to be confirming what i'd hoped and we will soon find out 
Um, cause I don't want to, I don't want to just grind. I want to grind. I don't mind grinding. That sounds bad out of context. Nobody isolate that and use that for. Anything. Oh yeah. It definitely won't be the first time a grinding joke has been made <laughs> from a, a loud discussion. No, but you know, just, I know how people get, uh, <laughs> the uh the i don't mind it when it when i when i feel like i'm making progress and the and and at least there's some effort to make the grind seem less grindy so that's what this seems like to me uh and i'm and i'm jazzed about it so we'll see how that goes hey do you know this <clears throat> the remote auction house app it's going away done retiring now you might say to yourself oh wait a minute this is how i kept on up with my auction stuff in fact, I remember from years people were complaining there wasn't a way to do this, and then there was, and now you're saying there isn't? I don't think this is a bad thing. I think this is a necessary step toward the ultimate step, which is one app to rule them all. There's Armory in there. There's Remote Auction House Management. There's stuff dealing with uh, you know, however they're going to carry forward with uh, companions in the new expansion, uh, and there will be stuff in there that deals with this new artifact necklace and all that. I think that that's the plan. Uh, they're not changing the API. They're not changing the the way people access this data. They're just shutting down the remote auction house. And that's, I, uh, I think that's what they're going to do. We're going to get one app to rule them all at some point. That's a, a really awesome direction to head if that is where they are uh, heading. Yeah. Counterpoint, say that. Yeah, <laughs> when just you say announce it. that you're shutting down the auction house. I agree. I agree. Say that, <laughs> you know, the- or just say that we have a broader app strategy and we're working toward that. We don't have details right now. That would be enough for mm-hmm. me to go, oh, okay, well, you're working on another thing. Because right now, because I'm making all this up whole cloth, it's just a thing that's getting canceled. I don't know shit about what they're going to do with it. Yeah, exactly. The The official word from Blizzard is just that this is going away and that's the end of it. They, they have said nothing else. So, uh, and, and granted, I am not talking as someone who uses the auction house functionality yeah. in, in the app i don't uh yeah. it's not a thing i do uh so it's it's not really something that's going to affect me but i've seen a lot of folks on twitter that clearly use this feature a lot you know, concerned like hey why is this going away i hey i use this yeah um so it would be wonderful if we just have one wow app to rule them all although granted it's not that fragmented there's what two there's armory and there's a legion companion app yeah but you can see why I don't know. You can see why it would be a little weird to have multiple apps. Like I, I like the idea of them consolidating. The problem is that each cons- expansion changes so much that it is like a brand new development. But also, we know that there's a ton of mobile work happening at Blizzard. We don't know what it is. There's new games being worked on. There was that leak a while back about some mobile RTS thing. Um, but we also know there's more development happening mobile generally. They've done a bunch of hires in the mobile arena, so. It's not just Hearthstone anymore for mobile. So whatever that means, maybe they're just up in their game. And this, uh, oh, and that's the other thing. Okay, here's the other two items that are dumbly separate, though. So you mentioned the two. There's actually two more. The Authenticator and uh, what's the other one? There's another well, it's got an app. N- no, although although ah, that one I could see being separate. I'm fine. Oh, with that. the BattleNet app. There's BattleNet the BattleNet app, app yeah. where you can actually use it. You know, you're oh, you're right. I completely forgot about those two. You know why? Because I never really well, I use the Authenticator, but I right. never actually go into because it just pings my phone now and I just hit yes and I'm good. But part of the um, reason you don't do that is because it's all in these separate things and you're just like, well, it's a pain in the ass. So you just use yeah, it with you're the right. Remote. That should have that could all well. 
Co- co- coagulate it. Get it all in one place, mush it all together, and make one damn app that works well. And then just, if a tab changes, great. Change the tab for the new expa- expansion or whatever. But I'm telling you, there's got to be a better way than they're doing it now. And they all and they're all weird. They all have different UIs. Like it's kind of not Blizzardy. It's very unBlizzard, the way that they are currently constructed. That's and, true. But this got off the ground. I mean, back before we really started getting uh, cohesion with the BattleNet client on on our desktops. Like we started getting our first WoW apps back when it was you know World of Warcraft was its own icon on your desktop that you launched. That's true. Yeah. Well, the Armory app, which I think was the first one I ever really messed with, still looks like it was made for you know, early Android and early iOS versions. Like, Oh yeah. My first, my first was a, was a three GS. And yeah, when I go in there, I'm like, Oh yeah, it just looks like it's on my three GS, but slightly longer. Yeah. It's a little fuzzy still. It's a little, you know, they haven't really upped the res. It's not, it's not a lot of vector work going on. It's just kind of clunky. So, Hey man, get your kludge out of there. Make your one big unified app. I think there's probably some effort to do that. So we'll see. That'd be, that would be solid. A big unified app for all of the kind of housekeeping Blizzard stuff. And if you have a separate app, make sure it's a game. Yeah. Here's how they try uh, to soothe you, by the way, at the end. Azeroth Auctioneer. This is them, Blizzard, directly on their forum post. Uh, uh, Azeroth Auctioneers need you. In the meantime, eager auctioneers all over Azeroth are still available and conducting business as usual. So seek them out for all of your auction house needs. Time is money, friend. <laughs> See, they put a little lore uh, uh, role play there to make you feel better about your app going away. Good job, guys. <laughs> I like it. It doesn't help. doesn't help. I like it a lot. All it really does is remind me that uh, I want an option for my goblins to have the original goblin voices. Oh, that's right. Those were cool, weren't they? Oh, I love them. They're so shrill. Yeah, it's so different than now. Now they're just all they're they just sound like street toughs. They're Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the tanning gym and laundry guys, basically. I used to watch that show. Is that embarrassing? I was about to say, I, I, that, I as far as I went with that reference was saying Jersey Shore. <laughs> uh, whatever just left your mouth was a foreign language to me. Well, when it, you'll you'll hear it. They say the the goblins in the game will say it once in a while. They go, they'll, but they won't say gym tanning and laundry. They'll say GTL, and then it stands for something else, gold. It's whatever. So they're making a reference to that show. But and I don't like reality shows at all. I really don't like MTV anymore. I don't like any of that stuff. But for some reason, got completely sucked into that stupid freaking thing. I don't know why. It was all garbage, but I watched it. I'm anyway. assuming it's like watching a train wreck. Yeah, it was like a, a you know guilty pleasure kind of deal. Although, Can't look I, away. Yeah, it wasn't that much pleasure, though, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, look at this uh, final note uh, before we get to what's happening in the rest of Blizzard. Uh, the, what do you call it, uh, a WoW reference that was in the Family Guy episode was kind of lame. I, I, we, everybody was, was thinking, oh, there's going to be a whole episode where somebody gets hit in the head and now they're in Warcraft land and, and it's just going to be constant Warcraft jokes and, and stuff because that image that was floating around and they you know they'd obviously done some production stuff on that to sort of pimp this thing out and it was just a leroy jenkins joke in the middle of a normal episode it was fine it was was fine it was a i actually thought it was a good bit like as far as family guy bits go it was pretty well done they they did a unique like warcraft 3d style for the joke yeah but the way this was hyped up, I thought we were getting like a like a Star Wars fan, uh, a Family Guy Star Wars episode. Yeah. Like I thought the majority of the episode was going to be Warcraft themed, yeah. and instead, you know, Katie and I are sitting there like, "Are they punking us? Is this? <laughs> we're, we're like twenty minutes in. Where the hell is the Warcraft?" <laughs> yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Now, to their credit, they never once said, "Yeah, this is an entirely themed Warcraft episode." 
what they <laughs> did do is just vaguely put out this thing and it was like here's Stewie versus Peter he's Horde he's Alliance here's a big fight in the background it looks like Battle for Azeroth that's your promo image of course we're all gonna go ah it's a big, big parody thing and it's only you know those Star Wars ones were almost the only it's almost the only Family Guy I can stand I don't really like that show that much but I like those so I thought oh I like this no this is Leroy Jenkins on a boat that's fine it's an old yeah, reference. But, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. To me, it all comes down to the hype because I mean, Family Guy is known for its like one-off uh, jokes, right. like its random uh, the smash cuts. And I have been following it, but but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've ever hyped up a one-off joke in the history of Family Guy. Like it's not like when they did their <laughs> aha joke, they were announcing like aha comes to Family Guy this week, like. <laughs> No, they just did a great little take on me joke and it was wonderful. And we all moved on with our lives. That's exactly right. They took, they, I think they were trying to trick all the nerds into thinking they were going to tune in for something else. And they ended up getting a bump in ratings. That's what I think happened there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind I, of annoyed. I don't mind me. family guys. So it was fine, but yeah, I was, I was mildly annoyed. Yes. But the actual bit was fine. It was fine. It was a funny little moment. If it had happened, you know, what would have been great? If they wouldn't have said anything about it and they wouldn't have done any of that promo stuff and this would have just happened, it would have gone viral in our community because we would all said, oh my gosh, you guys see that thing? A family guy did a joke. It would have, it's the other, it's the right side of the hype. It would have been the other side where it was like, oh, that's great. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Like it wouldn't have been this like other direction where they were trying to force us into thinking it was something it wasn't. Ah annoyed me yeah yeah that's kind of where my mind was so like if i had just watched this episode and this popped up i would have laughed my head off but instead i was just sitting there waiting for it by the time it got there i was like okay that was fine annoying um yeah. all right let's see what's going on in the rest of blizzard oh man so much else got announced this week finally deckard mm-hmm. deckard kane coming to heroes of the storm uh, entering the nexus stay a while and listen and in fact his stay a while and listen is based on uh a they say it was inspired by the carbot animation thing where they he kind of broke down what he thought decker kane should be uh for the stay a while and listen uh ultimate but uh i would just like to go on record as saying that before that really cool carbot animation thing came out i had suggested on a show that that should be his ultimate and then i realized probably everybody had this in their head that he would say, stay a while and listen, and everyone would fall asleep. So I don't want to take credit for it, but yeah, it was a good idea, and I'm glad they went with it. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's some, in the game. Some version of a stun, yes. right? Like, whether you're listening, whether you're sleeping. Now, some of his stuff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. I'm very excited about him, okay? I love Decker Kane. This is a long-wanted thing. I'm glad he support. I love support, so I'm happy he support. Uh, some of his stuff, though, is just so on the nose. It's like, his Haradra cube. It's not a you know normal cube where you're like, here, I'll upgrade your items for free or any of that. It's this big cube. He just comes, throws it. Yeah, he throws it and it goes, and makes kind of an explosion and, and hurts people. Um, you know, perfectly suitable in a game like Heroes, but still, I don't know why I think that's a little cheese ball, but it is. Uh, and then what's the other one? His Q is his, le- oh, he leaves uh, potions all over the place. I love that it. is awesome. I love it. How dare you? How da- okay, no, I not complaining about that. No, I think that is too. awesome. I think it's so cool. And some of the talents that like refills them and the sound effects that they make, which are ripped right out of Diablo. Pff, 100% in on those. Uh, what's his? I forgot what his E is. Uh, Cubes W. Ah, I forgot his E. 
Dang it. Is he is a, he draws a triangle. I forget the actual name off the top of my head. I'm trying to pull it up, but it, it, it so he has a he has a cube, uh, he has a square attack and then he has a triangle attack on E. Oh right, right. It's, it's, it's like a he's a play- of, oh, my <laughs> He's like the PlayStation controller of Heroes of the Storm. Uh, but yeah, you put down <laughs> you put down that the the you draw a triangle and if you're smart about timing, people within it get trapped or stunned or rooted for, I don't know, a second. Yeah. Scroll of Ceiling is the is yeah. the name of it. So it's got a lot all of-, of these abilities have like a slight delay before they land. So you're gonna have to work on your timing to land these abilities. Yeah, it reminded me it's like watching Chromie do her crap. Uh, oh, don't say that. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for I'll, you, but I want to like the zero. <laughs> well, except for his Q, throwing bottles turns out it's pretty easy. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he seems great. They're calling him a setup support healer. Uh, he does a lot of sort of uh, area clearing and sort of area work, uh, which I like. I like heroes that do that. That's why I'm a big fan of Stukov. He does similar things. And um, anyway, he looks he looks awesome. You guys should check it out. His his uh, his two ultimates are pretty cool. Uh, like I said, the stay a while and listen is a cone in front of him, and anyone with caught within it is put to sleep. Uh, I think what happens is if you take damage while you're asleep, just like with Anna, you no longer are asleep. I think. Yes, and there's a there's kind of a failsafe on it that um, you can only be put to sleep uh, once per cast of the ability. So right. if your sleep is interrupted because it's a three second channel in this like wide arc, so if you're still right. standing in it and someone knocks you out of sleep, you don't get put back to sleep because you're standing in it. It's not like mosh pit. Yeah, you wake up and get the H out. Yeah, you can just leave. Yeah, you just walk away. It's kind of um, however, uh, there's and then even when the channeling is over, there's an additional two seconds of sleep on the back end of it. So if you're not interrupted it's, and you put to sleep at the very beginning it's a full five seconds of you not being able to do anything yeah and i like my favorite thing about it is he they have voice lines in this thing where he tells an actual story and it's kind of randomized up so there's a bunch of it It isn't just him going stay a while and listen it's him going stay a while and listen and he opens his book and then he starts going mephisto was the third of the prime evil like he'll tell you a story i hope he has (laughs) i'm so excited Uh, for this I really want him to have stories about other Blizzard universes. Yeah. Murlocs are merfolk mer- that live near coastal towns. They've been known to terrorize the villagers of Red Ridge. Like, I want that. Well, that'd be great. They also talked a bunch about their lore plans. They didn't get too specific, but there's a comic coming at the end of the month or something that'll help lead into some stuff. So they say they want to explore Nexus lore, do more story-based stuff, and... The, the lore bit was strange. That a was little the back strange. Half of the panel, yeah. and it was very, like, here's some slides of things you've already seen. I don't feel like they're ready to. How do I put this? They're either not really ready to tell us, or there's not much there. I don't know. I'm not sure which it is. And yeah. if they're not ready to tell us, it makes me wonder, like, well, why didn't you just make the whole panel about Decker? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Anyway, watch for Decker Kane on the PTR soon. Overwatch Retribution will be here shortly. The event runs from April 10th through the 30th. So that's a few days from now. Uh, it's a, uh, a takes place. On, oh, there's also a new PVE map called Rialto. This is where this is going to take place. It's based in Venice, Italy. Uh, Rialto, much like Uprising, will be pitting a team of four players as Moria, uh, Moria, Moira, Moira. I do this with her every time. I say Moria like Minds of Moria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They called it a mine. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that. Anyway, Moira, Reaper, Genji, and McCree against AI units. Uh, it will feature all heroes mode like Uprising. Uh, will eventually make its way to the main game as a PvP payload map, so that map will not disappear. Um, and I want to say 
wasn't the last uprising thing or the last not uprising but um i guess it was called uprising whatever the last one they did the last event like this the map was uh king's row i think but this time you're getting actually a new map and it'll get rotated into the into the regular map pool so that's cool uh, let's see. Should be on PTR soon. The Uprising Brawl uh, from last year will return with an all-heroes mode. Mentioned that. New skins include Moira's skin from the trailer and Reaper's skin from the time the Soldier Program... Uh, or, sorry, from his time in the Soldier Program as Soldier 24. That's interesting. We're all soldiers now. Anyway, there you go. Overwatch. Doing their shit. They got shit. They're doing it. All right. <laughs> Uh, nothing really big in Diablo, although there are a lot of rumors swirling around still that they, a Switch version of Diablo may get announced. Some were hoping for a PAX announcement. Didn't happen. Uh, if that happens, I wouldn't be surprised to see it as a tack-on for any big uh, announcements at BlizzCon, so maybe watch for that. I think that platform would be perfect for that. The, the, uh, the console versions of Diablo, the Ultimate Evil editions, are fantastic and uh, great examples of how to make a, a great PC gameplay just as great on a console. I think people should take notes on that game. If you're making a game and you want to make it good, that's a great way to do it. So we'll see how that goes. Also, Hearthstone had a big week. Uh, they've been having big weeks generally, but uh, this week was kind of the release date week and all this other stuff. I'm going to let you explain to me why we should be excited about Hearthstone this week in particular. Well, it's <laughs> because uh, well, the, we're leaving the final week of No Witchwood. Next week, Witchwood is coming. Uh, Thursday, April 12th. It will be releasing, not Tuesday like we were hoping for. Yeah. Although, frankly, this makes uh, making Angry Chicken a little easier. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you guys will be able to talk. Uh, yeah. That's uh, th- Thanks for doing that, Blizzard. You got your schedule worked out. But, but yeah, as, it, as a player, yeah. uh, just give it to me. As a producer of a podcast that has to report on this <laughs> in a news-type fashion, I'm fine with it. Sure. I know we're all used to I mean, Tuesday is such a release day for everything, for everyone all over. Like uh, video games generally, that's that's like your big day. Sometimes Nintendo does weird stuff on Fridays, but generally speaking, Tuesdays are your big release days. So whenever Blizzard moves something around, it always is a little bit weird. They're not trying to avoid anything here, I don't think. It's just that's just no, the, the last few do expansions have released on Thursday. Oh, all right. Well, they got their own thing going. There's no rule that says you can't. So do whatever you want, Blizzard. I, I pre-ordered this damn expansion or at least 70 decks worth so uh that's I, as much as you can pre-order that's all you can do and i'm I pretty that's the only option for pre-order <laughs> i'm very excited actually to to crack that one open and i don't really know yeah. why as you know i'm not that big of a hearthstone guy but yep excited. Uh, and also this monday uh, you can watch the final card reveal stream they've got day nine and ben brood pairing up that's my favorite pair it's the only time i go out of my way to watch the card reveal stream rather than just look at the cards that were revealed after this after the fact yeah you just saying pears making me hungry for a pear. You ever have a good Asian pear? Mm. <laughs> Sounds really good. Yeah, day nine Ben Brode. That's cool. Uh, one of them will be in plaid, so watch for that. Shocking yes. which one it'll be. Yes, they will. Jeff Kanata was in plaid at uh, PAX revealing yeah. Deckard Kane. <laughs> That's true. He, uh, it's the new thing to do. Um, he did great, by the way. Jeff's a good friend of all of ours, and he's did he a, looked like Ben Brode's little brother. He totally did. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, I, I stopped, saw that and went, oh, okay. We it's like cosplay. Like, what are we doing here? Like for I think a hot Jeff minute. Jeff might be older than Ben too, so it's funny. It's I think just, he is. Yeah, know. he looked like his younger brother. Well, it's because Ben Bro's <laughs> like a big, gruff-looking, I don't know, monster man. He's got the big beard. Sure, very expressive. Yeah, and loud and deep and cool. Anyway, there you go. Day nine, Ben Bro. That's Monday. Watch for that. And of course, the angry chicken will have recaps of all of this stuff. 
Uh, you can you can watch us start off very energetic about the cards we talk about, and then two, by uh, two hours later, look like we're ready to take a nap. That sounds right. I love those kind of marathon shows. Uh, so that's what's going on in the rest of Blizzard. How about we dive into one of these here bits? Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, let's get to an email we got from Peter Pope who wrote into theinstance at gmail.com. That's theinstance at gmail.com. And he says this, Hello, Scott and crew. On the last week's episode, you made a passing comment that the music in Grizzly Hills is the best in the game. Thank you, he says in all caps. I could not agree more. If I've ever had to go back to North Rand for any reason whatsoever, I try and make it over to Grizzly Hills just for the sole purpose of just listening to the music. There's a wistfulness that just captures me every time I hear it. My stomach knots up and I get a lump in my throat. I can't explain it. There's just something in the instrumentation that cuts straight to the heart. By the way, the stringed instrument used is called a Swedish, I'm not going to say this right, but nickel harpa? Uh, I would say nickel harper. N-Y-C-K-E-L harpa. So probably nickel, I guess. Yeah. So it's Swedish for nickelback. (laughs) Um, He says... (laughs) He says that Russell Brower was a genius. I agree. I hate that Russell doesn't work at Blizzard anymore. It drives me bananas every time I think about it. I'm supposed to interview him again, by the way. Him and Metzen are both supposed to be getting back to me and they're being lazy. Anyway, it's not fair to say that the music peaked there because I feel like it's only gotten better and better on the whole, but Grizzly Hills is just so evocative. Anyway, thanks for the passing comment. I thought I was the only one, Peter. Uh, 100% with you there, man. It's my... It's my music of the entire history of WoW. I love, love, love it. I don't know what it is about it, but there's something special there. And I wanted to ask Garrett if he had, you know, something like that. He always, like, do you have music that you're as fond of as he is of this? While I am fond of Grizzly Hills, I I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um, For me, it's it's probably the Sindori from Burning Crusade because it's when I made the swap to Horde, started playing a lot of Blood Elves, and there's something just about that damn cello, man. That cello just, it's smooth That one's fantasy. Yeah, that one's really good. I mean, I have a lot. There's a lot I like, for sure. I love the Old War themes. I love um, Illidan's theme from the Black Temple stuff is really good. Like, there's a ton of stuff I really like, but there's something about... In fact, is, is it Totems of Grizzlemaw is the actual track from... Let's, let's see. Hold on. Let's skip ahead here. Yeah, this is it. There it is. Oh my gosh, dude. I just want to go there. I love it. Big trees and weird-looking deer and some kind of corrupted unit. It's great. Get a bunch of lumberjacks. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not okay. <laughs> no. Because they're werewolves <laughs> they're not okay nice monty python reference yeah uh yeah. well oh, peter man. yeah music warcraft music gets me man it's so good it, it's the best there it, is like name another it, name another game that's gotten quite like that i can't think of anything zelda yeah but, but not recently uh, i i am of the uh very harsh opinion that breath of the wild is the worst zelda music in the history of the franchise really you know it's pretty i i admit it's pretty out there like it's kind of a weird take but um it's it's beautiful in its own right uh it's just it's too subtle the whole time it just feels like a a never-ending crescendo it never peaks yeah do you like the change though for the like the like the weird way they did that because it's all like it sounds kind of retro and new at the same time i really dig it 
Yeah, yeah. Like overall, like it's good. Like I can't. I'm not gonna say it's bad, but yeah. it, it never gave me what I wanted. It never. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It never just took the lid off and was like, "All right, here you go. Here's the Zelda theme." It never gets there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm, but... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that maybe the best wow era for music is split between for me is split between um and maybe this has to do with the expansions themselves i don't know this is a hard thing because our brains work funny but i I would say lich king and pandaria are kind of tied for me ah yeah i think for me it's bc and pandaria bc's pretty good which which probably i would assume surprises anyone that knows me because i'm the biggest arthas fanboy you'll probably ever meet but uh yeah BC was when I really doubled down on World of Warcraft. And I started technically in vanilla, yeah. uh, but I never maxed out. Right. Um, BC is when I first started raiding and uh, really, really enjoyed the Blood Elf starting zone. Um, but it's always been an elf thing for me. I skipped. I'm uh, role playing. I missed entirely growing up, so like I don't have an affinity for fantasy through something like Dungeons and Dragons until now. First time I played it, I was like 24. Yeah. Um. But, uh, you know, I, I remember Lord of the Rings coming out and just thinking Legolas was the coolest damn thing ever. Uh, so when I started playing WoW, I was like, yep, hunt, uh, Night Elf Hunter. That's if, what I'm doing. If you could, would you go, if you could go into some doctor, like let's just say we're a few years down the road and it's um, cosmetic style surgery is just easier and less operative and all that. You could just walk into a place and go, yeah, I'd like to get some elf ears. Would you, uh, would you no. do it? <laughs> you wouldn't no. do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> what if you could just do it for a weekend and be at BlizzCon and then they and then the, the kind of thing that would just like go away the next Monday? I, mean, I could do that now. It's called prosthetics. Oh yeah, I guess you could I do just that. Just have to get you know, I'd have to get Bill to help me so that they look right. But then you wouldn't be all fleshy, so that somebody, some weird dude at BlizzCon who's got a thing for elf ears wouldn't cozy up and like sniff your ear and stuff like that. <laughs> the only person I want having a thing for my ears is my wife. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> And she's she is a she is a trooper for being the one who's willing to do it. So there's that. <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for the show, everybody. Thank you all for listening, everybody live and otherwise. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to get more, you can find our website at theinstance.net and of course frogpants.com for just about everything else we have going on. There is some rad stuff coming up uh, there, so do keep your eye on it. Uh, before we go, though, Garrett, uh, what do you want to what do you want to mention this week? People are gonna be checking out. Uh, every podcast that amove.tv definitely check out the anger chicken next week because it'll be Witchwood release week uh, and other than that uh, check out my graphic design portfolio at nomoonart.com very nice and uh, a note a, a programming note as you can tell uh, this this quote unquote idea of Garrett being on permanent retainer seems to have come over pretty well on a lot of people uh, over the week I got a lot of great feedback uh, privately and publicly that uh, people really enjoy having your voice on here. So uh, oh, good. that makes good. me very happy to hear. And, Thank you uh, for sending me all of the, the bad ones. By yeah. The way. Oh, of course. Just picking out just, just the negative people. Just, yeah. Just, just, just to keep you, <laughs> got to keep you honest or however they say, what do they say? You got to keep it, make me an honest woman. How's that work? I don't know what that is. That's something very different, Scott. <laughs> it's when you're pregnant and you got to get married, right? Is that the deal? That's, yes. Yes. Uh, keep me <laughs> humble. I think was the phrase you were looking for. I think you're probably right. Anyway, humble. Uh, on that note, uh, do check that out. The instance at gmail.com is the email address. You should use that on the frequent. Send us your thoughts, your comments, whatever. We might read them right here on the show. Uh, what else? Uh, Twitter, instance show, Garrett Art. I'm at Scott Johnson. Terpster is at the underscore T, and Patrick is at not Patrick. You can also find more shows like this, like I said, at frogpants.com. Do check it out. If you like D&D, check out our There Will Be Dungeon show. That's happening this Saturday at 3 p.m. Mountain. 
going to do it for us, for me, for uh, Garrett. We'll see you next time. Bye. Lockstep opinion recital leads to suspicions about journalistic independence. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. In villages and cities across the Alliance, the town crier is for many the main source of news about the outside world. Blessed with loud voices, comfortable shoes, and good memories, these men and women are trusted to share details of news both local and from afar. Every crier has different news to tell, which made last Thursday a strange day indeed. From the Exodar to Goldshire, from Rutheran Village to Ironforge, criers all shouted the same speech, warning of fake news and saying that only they were to be trusted as sources of information. Upon hearing of this strange synchronicity, ODN investigated. We discovered that the source of the script was a small sect of elves who call themselves the Sinclair. They have been quietly buying up the contracts of town criers all across the Alliance, and the new contracts require the local criers to recite the same Sinclair messages, filled with dark portents and conspiracies. Many are troubled by the subversion of the local crier's trusted position to spread a clearly political message and distrust of other news sources. As the mayor of Goldshire puts it, quote, The alliance is supposed to be made up of free people working together for the common good. Having all our news sources owned by the same small group makes it impossible to get the information we need to make good choices about how we live. This smacks of something the Horde would do or the Twilight's Hammer. If you let someone control how you see the world, you let them control you, unquote. We here at Overly Dramatic News couldn't agree more. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.